Welcome to the Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs podcast, a place for podcasters to learn what's actually working in the world of podcasting and how to use their podcast to generate consistent leads in their business. I'm your host, Jenny, and I'm so excited you're here. Hey, Savvies. Welcome back to another episode of Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs. Today, I'm chatting with Kaylin of the Joy to Lead podcast. Kaylin is a leadership and hiring coach helping business owners crack their CEO code so they can make profitable decisions that strengthen their team and increase their bottom line. She is the host of the Joy to Lead podcast, a show helping business owners advance to the role of CEO and scale their business with wisdom and sound business strategy. So I'm super excited to have Kaylin here to chat today all about how to use your podcast to get more clients in your business, because I know a lot of people struggle with this. So let's just hit play and dive right in. Hi, Kaylin. Welcome to the show. I'm super excited you're here, and I cannot wait to chat all about podcasting with you. So before we dive in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your business and just how you got it started with your business plus your podcast. Hey guys, my name is Kaylin Thompson. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me on the show today. I'm so excited to be here. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a leadership and hiring coach. Um, and I got started about maybe two years ago when I was serving on a leadership, um, executive leadership team for an online marketing agency. And the CEO called me one night because we were close and I was on the team with her and she said, I'm shutting it down. And when we hung up the phone, I no longer had a job. And, um, there were a lot of swirling factors that went into the closure of that company but I basically looked back at how, um, she built her team, how she hired, how she spent her time, how she gained and lost her own vision over time. And I thought, what would I have done? How would I, knowing what I know now, knowing the strengths that I have now, how would I have gone back and helped her from the very beginning as she made her first hires and led them well, vetted people as they came in and vetted the voices that she listened to? How would I have served her in her own vision and the growth of her company so that we would not be here closing the doors, letting 20 people go? Um, And I created Joy to Lead. So that's how I serve my clients. Uh, Most of my clients are in their first few years of team leadership. They may be in a season of hiring and they may be in a season of leading new hires. And so I come alongside them and help them tap into their own leadership, but also foundational business principles so that they can marry the two and lead with wisdom and confidence. Um, And I've been podcasting. I run the Joy to Lead podcast. um, And I started that back in January. And it's been a whirlwind since then. I love it so much. Yeah. And if you guys are looking to hire, honestly, Kaylin is your person because I just like, even like watching her stories every day, I'm like, Ooh, that's really helpful. (laughs) I even worked with her one-on-one. So I can only imagine like what your, you know, one-on-one and group coaching stuff is like, because yeah, we, we go deep and we go hard. (laughs) I love it. And I love it. And I love that. Like, you know, your previous vision, like, although it was a little bittersweet because you know, you were out of a job, it kind of helped you Form your business into what it is today and also helped you serve as a case study to kind of figure out like, okay, what can I do better that yes, I don't exactly. Oh, um, yeah. 
because it's one of those things. It's like every person fears that they're like, what, what would I do if I had to close down my doors tomorrow? And it's totally different when you're a solo business owner, because that's not impacting, you know, mm-hmm. the lives of 20 people or however many people you have on your team. So it's a totally different ball game, but, um, I love that story. And I think, you know, although bittersweet, like I said, it's just like, it's a, it's a good story to be able to tell because you're like, you built your business off of that. Like you may have never become a business owner if that didn't happen. Right. Yeah, exactly. And looking, I mean, everybody who was on the team, um, the CEO was an amazing leader in the community that she curated and we're still all connected. We're all uh, running our own businesses. We talk every day. So that's a testament to her leadership in that area. And, um, yeah, we're all still connected. So it's bittersweet. I was going back through old photos where we had our first team retreat and I was just, you know, it gets your heart, but then it also fuels you because I'm here to make sure that no one ever experiences that. As far as I can help it, no one's feeling that way ever again. Right. I love that. I love how you kind of use that to, um, you know, start your business and then also kind of now bleeds into your podcast and what you guys talk about on there. So, um, you said you started your podcast in January. You kind of talked a little bit about why you started your podcast, but what, what kind of format do you have? So are you doing solo interview, a mix of the two, and then how often are you putting out new episodes? Yeah, I'm doing both actually. And I, I love it so much. So I started off with once a week guest interviews. And then like <laughs> one Saturday, I just I don't know what I was on, but I just sat down and recorded like a million solo shows. I had so much rattling around in my brain. And so I recorded a trillion solo episodes um, that actually have lasted me almost two quarters. (laughs) And so um, now I release a solo show every Thursday and a guest podcast every Tuesday. And it sounds like a lot, but honestly... I love having conversations and I just love talking into a mic and sharing my thoughts. And so it's actually come pretty easy, but yeah, that's the format that I follow. Yeah. I love that. And I I've been there too, where I've been like really inspired and like, Oh my gosh, I just recorded like 10 solos and like one sitting, which is that doesn't always happen because it's a lot of time and energy to really like map those out and, you know, put them into fruition or put them to fruition. So yeah, I love that. And I, you know, I started when I started my podcast, like the original iteration of it, I, oh dear, my dogs. (laughs) Um, so I, I had done two episodes a week and like for a while it was sustainable, but then it became a lot. Um, and I think it's one of those things that, yeah, it's, it's really good to get content out into the world. Like, cause then your, you know, your guests will, or your listeners will have a really big archive of stuff to listen to once you're gotten to that point where you're like, okay, let me scale back a little bit. But mm-hmm. I, I, I thought that was really helpful for myself at first too, like putting more out into the world. And now at this point, like you could eventually be like, Oh, I, you know, one, one a week is good, but you'll have like that backlog of content for people to refer back to. So, yeah, I could totally see that happening for me as well. I could see, you know, I, I have so many guest interviews scheduled. (laughs) I have content on deck for like through the end of the year. So I could totally see by the end of this year, I have enough to scale back and just, I don't know, smooth sailing from here on out. 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, that's the beauty about having a podcast. It doesn't have to be one episode a week or two episodes a week or 10 episodes a week. You can do however many you want and you can scale back however much you want. And you know, it's just the beauty of being the boss and running your own show. So, so when it comes to your podcast, what do you feel like is working best right now? Um, this could be with your guest or like your, your kind of process with your podcast, um, anything of that sort. Yeah. So what a lot of people in my community may not know about me is that I have a history and a background in journalism. I used to work for a radio station and then I also used to work for a newspaper. And so I did a lot of interviewing over the past several years and I actually have found that when I stopped sending and creating questions ahead of time, my conversations went deeper and I could pull from that experience and that journalistic background to know what kind of like where, where the heart is. I can follow it in the conversation. And so I've actually you know, people are always saying, Hey, can you send me some questions? And I'm like, actually, we're not really going to, we're going to just have a conversation. I'm not going to send you any questions. And it makes people really nervous at first. But what I love about it is that I take care of them. I know how to follow them and how to support them so that they can pull out the best answer for them. And I know how to craft questions on the fly that help us dig deeper. And it's been really great. I've been doing it that way for the past maybe five or six recordings. And we have gone places that we never would have if I had come with a set of questions. And it's been so fun just to see what is created and what's on the hearts of people in the moment. Yeah, I think that's really interesting because I, I, I've experienced the same thing. Like people are always asking me for questions and like, I, I do provide questions, but like if I'm like 10 minutes late sending them, <laughs> they're like, yeah. where are my questions? You know, like people get so nervous, but I, I agree. I tend to agree. Like when I'm on shows that don't have questions or they have like three questions that they're definitely going to ask and then everything else is just kind of like comes off the brain. I think those are definitely more raw and real because you don't know what's coming next. So what you say is not crafted or curated in any way. I mean, I'm not the type who sits there and writes down my answers to every question anyway. Um, but I know there's people who do. So yes, I've had a few of those and, you know, especially in those instances, I know that it is taking care of them as well. If I can reduce their anxiety and say, okay, well, here are some of the topics that we could cover. You can feel free to prepare some things in advance over these topics as well. So I do make sure that I'm not like totally freaking my guests out, (laughs) but at the same time, I've tried to blend that into my process too. Yeah, totally. That makes so much sense. And I, and I agree. I think it's, it's interesting to kind of see like the difference between your episodes that had questions and probably now you're like, Oh, these feel just like so much deeper and more realistic and real versus like feeling like people kind of already crafted these answers in their heads beforehand. So cool. I love that. Um, so kind of going into the other side of things, what is like a, something you wish you could have done better with your podcast and what did you learn from that situation? It's funny that you asked this question because I think there were two people in my DMs on Instagram recently who were asking me like, what is my biggest piece of advice if they're starting a podcast? And my biggest thing was that I did not protect my time going into it. And I overbooked myself 
like crazy. I mean, like I said before, I have, I started in January and, um, when I, I had the, the concept initially for the podcast, I, I didn't even know anything about it. I had an idea for a podcast and then I went and booked like five podcast interviews with people before I ever even had a microphone. And that was great because it gave me the the gumption and the motivation to get everything in order, but I kept that going. And so I would just be in Instagram DMs and I would just send a million videos, um, like video messages to people and just asking them to be on my show. And it got to the point where I think all of January, all of February, maybe even all of March, I was recording podcasts like sometimes multiple in one evening. And I got so burnt out. Um, and so now I am, I'm kind of going in the opposite direction and I'm saying, okay, I'm only going to record on Thursday nights and I'm going to record one every Thursday night. And I'm going to be so strict about that. But the thing is I've already grown lax on that because I want too many people on my podcast. I just want to have conversations with everybody. And so I'm already, um, like breaking those boundaries, but, um, I'm glad that I set them and I I'm doing better. Like I, somebody just reached out to me and I really wanted to have a conversation with her, but I, I had to be like, okay, here's, here's the deal. I'm currently recording in like July now and, um, booking dates for July. And just to be real with you, your podcast probably won't air until December. If that's cool with you, let's go ahead and get it booked. But if you want to wait, I totally understand too. And people are totally cool about it as well. So that is one, not a failure because having all of those lined up really protected me and got me a lot of cushion. I feel very comfortable. I, I can take a week off of podcasting if I want, because I, I have a ton in my bank, but it's also overwhelming at times when I look at my schedule. <laughs> right. I totally agree with that. And I think that's, that's interesting as well. And you know, now it's like nice because you can, you feel like you can take a breather instead of like so many people get to that point where they're like, oh my God, I don't have content for next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, must record something. And like, that's something I work with my clients with as well. Cause that's like where they are a lot of the time with that fight or flight. Like, oh my God, I don't have something for next week. And then, you know, I'm like, Hey, like you need to get something in the works. And you know, I work with them to kind of get a good schedule going around that. So it's not overwhelming and they're not recording like 700 episodes on one day if they don't want to, but they're also not struggling to have content because they didn't plan accordingly either. So I think it's a good balance of like not recording way too many episodes where you're just like drained and feel like a zombie. Um, but also like, you know, you have something for the next couple of weeks. So you're not, if you do get busy, you're not like stressed out about putting out content too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So when it comes to listeners, where do you find like those people are coming from? I, I say this every episode, but analytics for podcasts are kind of not very, um, great <laughs> um, for lack of a better word. They're not very, uh, you basically just like your downloads and your lifetime downloads. And then that's pretty much it. But if you had to kind of guess, where do you think that the, your new listeners or your listeners in general are like finding you from? Yeah. And I think it's pretty clear to me because I only promote on two channels and 
actually up until the past month, I've been only promoting on Instagram. So um, I can 100% say that Instagram has been my primary source of listeners. Recently, I started using my email newsletter um, and I have about a thousand subscribers there. Um, I started promoting it there and actually repurposing some content and um, pointing back to the podcast in those newsletters. So yeah, those are my two primary sources. My listenership, I feel, I don't really know too much about the podcast world. I feel like my listenership is pretty low, but it's so consistent. And especially, I don't know when this specific podcast episode will air, but right now we're recording in quarantine 2020. And once COVID hit, I saw my listenership plummet. It was down by half. And um, I actually read a few articles that said that was the norm, that podcast listenership was actually down, I think across the board by like 25% on average. And I found that so interesting, but it was true. And I was seeing it in my numbers. And, um, but yeah, I'm happy to say that they're consistent. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. 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 I've noticed that too. Like I saw articles about it and noticed that my listenership has kind of gone down a little bit too. I think people are finally getting back into their more regular routines because they, you know, although they're still at home for the most part in most states, they're able to, they kind of adapted to their work from home routine. So now they're like a little more in their element and they're listening to podcasts again, but like the commute really through a lot of podcasters. Oh yeah. That's so true. Why did I not think about that? No <laughs> one's commuting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's when a lot of people listen. So they listen in the morning and their afternoon commutes. And that's kind of where I found that, um, a lot of people's listenership went down. So I was like explaining to my clients, like, it's okay. It's, there's a drop. Like it's going to happen. Um, mine actually kind of increased, which is funny, but that's because people are like, Oh my God, now I want to start a podcast. I have all this. Yeah. Ideas. Um, so mine increased, but like typical like business podcasts or other podcasts that people would listen to during commute, that would be like, you know, getting tips for their side hustle or things like that. Those listenerships went down for some reason. Well, not for some reason. We know why, but, um, yeah, it's across the board. Um, another client that of mine that went up, she has a health podcast. So hers went up. Oh yeah to learn how to be healthier and take better care of themselves because they have more time and because they wanted to not to risk not getting the virus. So <laughs> it's been <Yeah>. interesting. <laughs> the business ones have not been so successful in the past couple months. Yeah. And you are only a couple months into your journey. I noticed from pretty much all of the people I've ever worked with, including my own podcast, that the boom is kind of at a year is when you really start seeing that crazy. Oh, so you get to a year mark and then you're like, whoa, where do these people come from? And that's just kind of what I noticed across the board. I mean, of course it grows a little over month over month in the beginning, but it's nothing crazy until you kind of get that stride going after like a year. For some reason, I don't know why, but podcasting is definitely more of a slow burn type of situation. And then, um, you know, other things it does, it takes a little bit longer to take off. So be patient. Once you hit a year, uh, you should start seeing a little more traction. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. So cool. Um, and when it comes to those listeners, how do you kind of turn those people into clients and customers? Cause 
I think a podcast really serves as a way to get your content out there and in front of people in a casual way. But obviously you want those people to turn into clients or customers in some way, shape or form. So like, what are you kind of doing to kind of make those people not just listen passively and actually hit the buy button to work with you? You know what? I think I'm figuring that out. So what I've found is that, um, actually I'm going to, I'm going to talk about two things, but one thing that I heard recently from, oh my gosh, she used to be Tara Gentilly and now she is Tara McMullen from the What Works Network and she hosts the What Works podcast. Okay. She recently put on an email that said, she talks about your podcast as an extension of your offerings. And so she doesn't review her podcast, even though it's free as like an opt-in or like free content. It's not necessarily like social media. She views it as actual, an actual service offering because people are spending their time, which is as precious as their money. And so we have to serve them as if they're clients. And so that's the mindset that I've been coming to my podcast with. I, I, every time I sit down to record a solo show or even, you know, a, a, um, a, a guest episode, I'm saying, I'm thinking about my current clients and, um, thinking about them listening on the other side. And I'm thinking, okay, if they were paying me for this episode, how would I show up and coach them in this moment and provide just insane, like all my value in this episode. And so I do that and I don't really have any crazy strategies for how I intentionally get people to the buy button, but they've gravitated towards it. And I can tell you ever since I started my podcast, holy crap, like I'm almost booked out. I just sat, I told you before we recorded this episode that I literally had a spreadsheet out and I was trying to map out my life because I have to find where I'm, I'm having to create a wait list. It's insane. I've never thought that I would be in this place. And I attribute it to the podcast. I attribute it to some really strategic coaching that I've gotten just the past several months. But now I'm, I'm almost booked out. And so I had to sit down today and think, okay, where and how many more clients can I actually bring on? And I realized I can only bring on three more coaching clients. And it's all because of the podcast. It's crazy. That's amazing though. I mean, I am in that same camp. I mean, obviously I do see it as it is free content, but I, I totally agree with that. Um, your, like your podcast content should be some of your better content, like some of your best content. Cause I know a lot of people are in the camp of like, put your best content behind a paid wall, which is definitely true. And you should definitely do that. But your free content needs to be really good too. You can't just have like subpar free content or otherwise people aren't going to kind of convert. And I love that. I love that your podcast has been so beneficial for you for getting your services booked out. That's super exciting. And especially in a time where, you know, people's income is kind of like crazy. (laughs) Um, and I actually, this month as we're recording this, it's like the the very end of April. I actually had my best month in business yet. And I felt guilty about it. I felt guilty. Um, I was like, Oh no, all these people are losing their jobs. And I'm over here, like helping people launch their podcast because they have more time on their hands. And you know, they've had this idea in mind for years or months and they're like ready to actually go for it now because they have more time. So it's been interesting to kind of see like 
how that has panned out as well for myself. Um, just because I didn't really think that that was going to be the case. I was like, Oh, these months are probably going to be kind of harder because everyone's having a hard time, but that wasn't the case for me. And it clearly hasn't been the case for you either. Yeah. Same. I mean, I have experiences, experienced those same exact emotions. I was just, um, on Voxer with my business coach, uh, two days ago. And I was like, you know, should I tell people that I'm almost booked out? It, it, feels like insensitive to say. Um, but she said, no, you're, you're serving people. And there are people who are proving to you that they still want to be served. And it's a service to them to tell them that you're about to be booked. And if they want to work with you, they should start. And I had my highest grossing month ever this month. And it, it has been weird to admit even to myself and to other people too. It's just, you almost don't even want to think about it because you think, oh, well, next month, that's not going to be this way. Like COVID's going to hit next month and then I'll really be seeing it. But yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I've gone through those same emotions as well. Like I feel like guilty and then I'm like, but I need to be happy because like, you know, this is, you know, never happened. And, you know, yeah. and then I'm like, oh, well, yeah, it's going to next month's not going to be as great. You know, I mean, obviously with mine, it is a little different because these launches happen. And then usually they do end up working with me long-term because they realize, ooh, do not want to take on my podcast for, you know, I don't want to take it back after launching it. Like I had all this help to set up and now I'm not, I don't want to take it back. Yeah. Um, so they will turn it, they most likely will turn into like recurring monthly clients, but it was definitely like one of those spikes that I'm like, whoa, a bunch of launch clients. That is, interesting. So totally feel you there. And congrats to you for having a really great month as well. Yeah, and same. having your podcast be a big part of that is really cool. Cause a lot of people they're like, I don't know how to make my podcast into something that helps me get more clients. So it's clear that that is a possibility and people just need to kind of go about it a different way. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to your, um, listeners, how do you kind of keep those people coming back for more? Obviously, um, you know, our analytics still don't provide us with much other than, Hey, this episode was really a hit produce more content like this, but like, how do you keep those people coming back for more each week, um, in each month and not just like having their episode just sit on their phones and not listen to it? Yeah. Well, first off, I just go all out, like all freaking out in those episodes. I've had people tell me like they had to pause episodes to go get notebooks and they felt like they were in a college, like back in college again, sitting there listening to a professor. Like, that's what I want to hear. I want people to get so much freaking goodness out of the content that they literally see effects in their business. Um, and then the way that I keep reminding them. So of course they see it in their podcast feed every, every Tuesday and Thursday, they see it pop up there, but I'm always talking about my podcast on Instagram. And so I've made sure that on Tuesdays and Thursdays, actually what I've done for guest episodes on Tuesdays, I've started, um, I have a shared Google drive with all of my podcast guests. And, um, I actually ask each one to upload about a one minute video of them, um, introducing themselves and maybe sharing, um, a little, I don't know, piece of advice or, 
teach on a, on a topic for about a minute, up to two minutes, um, and upload that to the drive. And then on the day of the podcast release, I take that video and I upload it to my stories as if they're like taking over my Instagram feed. And that has been really awesome. A lot of guests don't do it. Um, but when the guests do, my podcast listenership goes crazy because people are seeing the face of my guest. They're learning from my guest in my Instagram feed and they know what's in store for them behind the actual episode. And then on Thursdays, when I'm releasing a solo episode, I always try and do like a mini training on my Instagram stories that kind of leads into the topic of that podcast episode of that day. And so I make sure to give some really great um, tips and pieces from the podcast, but I make sure that everyone knows that I have a deeper discussion about that training in that episode of the day. So once I've started implementing those strategies, I've seen my listenership start to increase and definitely stay consistent as well. That is so smart. And I've been seeing those from you whenever your guests do uh, share those. And I thought that was genius. And I was like, it's so fun. It's a lot of work. (laughs) No, I can imagine. I can imagine. Because when Lindsay and I host our summit, um, we do something similar with the speakers. So we have them like take over Instagram and like show their office and like talk about what they'll be talking about and stuff like that. And there's a lot because it's like, you know, not everyone does it. And then you also have to like, go and post it to your stories manually. Cause you know, those scheduling apps do not post videos and all that yeah. stuff. So it's like a, it's a big thing, but it's really, it's really cool. And I think it's a really good way to get your audience to know more about your guests and they feel good too. Cause they're like, they're not just being highlighted in the actual episode. They also get the chance to show their face and talk, um, you know, on your stories as well. So that is, I, I thought that was so smart and I didn't meaning to tell you that. And I'm glad Thank to bring it up because that is really genius. And that is something that, you know, I'd love to do for my show too. And I just, yeah. you know, when you have a, when you're a podcast manager, you get lazy with your own show, to be honest. <laughs> it's like your clients are paying you. And so you prioritize their stuff and then yours is like, okay, we get bare minimum stuff over here. <laughs> yeah. That's like one of those things, but cool. So when it comes, to people wanting to start a podcast, what is one piece of advice that you give to them? Because some people want to start a podcast, they just don't know where to start. So what is like one tangible piece of advice you could give to someone so that they can get started like Mm. on their journey today? Obviously not launching today, but you know, going to the next step forward. Yeah. Well, oof. So I'm a quick start and I'm cognizant about that, about myself, but I don't understand. I I just can't understand how somebody could sit on a, on an idea and a passion to start a podcast. I just, it doesn't compute in my brain how they could sit with that idea for too long. You know, I have a dear friend who has this amazing idea for a podcast. And every time I talk to her, she's brilliant. And she's been sitting on it for a long time and she's moving so slowly and it's agonizing for me. And then I um, was on the call on a call with somebody else and they said, um, they've been thinking about this idea for a podcast for two years, and then they're going to push back their launch for another year. And I'm thinking, holy crap, like, so much time and so much opportunity is running out the door. And like, 
literally, I know that maybe I went a little too fast, but that's just how I roll. Like I was sitting, this is literally how I started my podcast. I was scrolling on Instagram and I saw, oh, who is it? Madison Bailey and Naya. Um, and she posted a picture of her podcasting and my literal thought was, oh, I want to do that, but I, I can't. And then I thought, well, why can't you? And there was no answer. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to freaking do it. And I just went and invited people onto the show. This was all, this was all in one sitting. I went and invited people to my show before it was even a thing. And then I booked those out and I was like, okay, I've got to learn how to podcast before my next, uh, before my first um, episode recording next Wednesday. And I went on YouTube. There is so much content out there. You can feel very overwhelmed with how much content there is. So I, I always say to all of my friends and everyone who wants to start a podcast to just pick one person to listen to because at the end of the day, a mic is a mic. I often record, okay, we're going to get real. I've recorded solo episode shows on my voice messaging app on my phone, uploaded that straight to, to Buzzsprout and there we go. So it's not as confusing. It's not as, I don't know intricate as people may make it out to be in their brain. Um, and it's so easy to get started. And so if you're sitting there with an idea every day that goes by, there's opportunity that runs out the door because people aren't hearing what you have to say. And yeah, so start. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my advice is just yeah. start. <laughs> no, I agree with that. And oh my gosh, that gives me anxiety that someone's like, Oh yeah, I'll just like push back another year. It's like, no, why, why wait? Like you can totally podcast isn't meant to be perfect. And like when you first launch, like there's going to be things that you change. Like I didn't start my podcast with full blown call to actions. Like I didn't start my podcast with like full crazy editing. Like you don't have to do that. And it's yeah. okay. And I'm not even a quick start myself. I'm a perfectionist, but even I knew I was like, I just want to get this out into the world. I did a little prep. I did like, you know, 30 to 45 days of prep so I could batch episodes in advance. But other than that, I didn't do anything crazy. And that's just insane that someone would continue to push back that much. Like gives me anxiety. I'm like, no, you need to get your voice out into the world. Yeah. It <laughs> but, makes me sad. Right. Right. It's like, yeah, uh, so many people are perfectionists about it though. And I totally get it, but it's just like one of those things. It's like, okay, like just do it. You can get better over time and people will notice like people have come to me and they're like, wow, like your episodes have improved so much. You sound so much more confident. Like the audio has improved, you know, you've done better stuff with your strategy. Like, you know, and that's kind of what I would prefer to hear versus nothing changing at all. Like everything being perfect all the time, you know? So Yeah. So lastly, what is your current favorite podcast? Um, some podcasters listen to podcasts, some don't, but I always like to ask this because I think it's a fun question. Yeah. So I have been loving lately um, Anna Franzen's podcast. It's called The Heart Centered Entrepreneur, and she just launched it mm, like two months ago maybe, maybe just a month ago. And she puts out podcasts every week. But what I love about it is she's super scrappy. Like you can hear her kids playing in the background, but she doesn't 
give a freak. Like she just wants to get the content out and it's gold. It is amazing, amazing content. And most of her podcast episodes are under like 15 minutes. I think maybe the longest one I listened to was 20 minutes. And as a mom myself, that is amazing because I only get so much time in a day to be able to listen to something in private and not have somebody screaming at me or wanting to watch TV or wanting to go outside. Um, And so those podcast episodes have just been so life-giving. I don't think she even, I, I should probably tell her that. I should send her a message on Instagram and tell her how much I'm loving the podcast, but it has been, she talks about business. She talks about managing your energy and your routines in business. It's been so good. I love it. Yeah. So that's so funny that you mentioned Anna. Um, I, I've listened, I started listening to her show as soon as she put it out, but our mutual friend Lindsay is who turned me on Anna. Cause she had like a mastermind that Lindsay was in a couple years ago. Oh yeah. That's kind of how I figured I found out about her. So that's, that's funny that you mentioned that. Cause yeah, her episodes are super good and very actionable. And I like that they're short as well. Cause I mean, I don't have a kid or side yet. I will soon, but, um, at this point I don't, but I have two crazy dogs that don't really let me do anything. Um, same. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's pretty much I'm like kids, dogs, basically the same, honestly, <laughs> especially since mine are like wild puppies. So they're just insane, but yeah, well just let us know where we can find you. So your website, your podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah. Everywhere you could look, I'm at Joy to Lead on Instagram. My website's joytolead.com. And then my podcast is the Joy to Lead podcast. And we talk all about leadership and scaling with wisdom and strategy. And yeah, come check us out. Yeah, I will make sure to link everything in the show notes so that everyone can go give it a listen and go check you out because you're you're always providing really valuable free information. Thank you. So definitely go check her out. And thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed chatting with you today. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. You can find all the details from this episode by going to www.savvypodcastingforentrepreneurs.com slash episode dash 149. And if you want to hop on a free 20-minute call with me to chat all about podcasting, you can head to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash consult. So I look forward to chatting with you and I'll see you in the next episode. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher and leave a review. You can find us at SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com and on Facebook at Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs and Instagram at Savvy Podcasting. Make sure to join our free Facebook community for podcasters by going to SavvyPodcastingForEntrepreneurs.com slash community and join in on the exclusive community just for Savvy Podcasting for Entrepreneurs listeners. I'll see you there.